Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze Dawn of Justice by each individual minute. My name's Nathan. You can find me on all social media at No Clutch Nate. And I'm Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. <laughs> and today we are talking about minute number 167 of Dawn of Justice. And this minute's going to start out with um, the, 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 the Kansas uh, funeral procession, um, you know, following the casket. That is filled. There's a body in there. There's a body in that casket. You uh, you asked for us to re-record this greeting, and yeah. the second time seemed way more somber. It was. I don't even know why. It seemed the well, second time that the first it was awful. The first recording sounded like it sounded good. You just stopped all of a sudden, and then this one you're like, all right, let's do it. And then you were like, and then I was quiet. And I don't know if you were reading or, but it felt like very somber, very like very almost depressed and then i was thinking wait a minute is he putting on a am i putting on a are you doing a are you doing a bit like because this is a funeral like you know i I could play it off like that but let's just chalk it up to uh me not having my mind in the right spot i wasn't in character yet oh we have characters i don't know we do because we have uh it's called being it's called having a internet it's like a radio persona there you go internet personality um yeah we're doing it that's that's who we are I don't know what that means. Anyways, cool. What are we doing today? The minute number 167 of Dawn of Justice. Cool. And what did I say? This minute starts out with uh, the Kansas and the funeral uh, with the the body in the the casket. And then it's going to end with uh, Secretary Swanwick um, being handed the flag as they do for military funerals. Um, Again, don't mean to be stepping on toes, but I am uh, foreign to those customs. This is the... um Excuse me, I have like a, a burp stuck in my throat. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. That right out there on the internet. But um, this is the first time we get a good look at the uh, casket that's in Kansas. Um, Kansas City caskets. Ooh, 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 good one. Anyways, but no, look how um, like a guy within the community like made this casket. Like it's not pretty. It looks like it was made in like, I don't know. Like a carpenter's son made it. Oh, there you go. There's something there, carpenter. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No there shit. you go. Uh, <laughs> Jesus and whatnot. Yeah, but. that guy. But no, um, yeah, it looks very uh, humble, modest. There you go. It's, humble it's is a very word. just it, like it just is. Get old. Get yourself a good old humble casket. Yeah. So there's something very n- nice about the way that casket is. Like it's not just a wooden casket. Um, it actually looks very, very Clark Kent ish, um, which is which is cool because like that's we are getting two funerals for Superman, but one really represents Clark Kent, the human side of him, um, you know, the Earth side of this person, and then you could say like the the one that's happening in the other area. Because I don't know if that's Metropolis having that funeral. I assume it's DC. Or yeah, I, I put or, it down yeah. as DC. I, yeah, I, I wrote to, it. You know, up until this recording, I've always assumed that it was like Arlington Cemetery, Washington DC. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. Arlington yeah. Cemetery. Ar- okay. Arlington I Cemetery. Think I, I, the name uh, probably, slipped by me. Yeah, maybe yesterday or. Um, and so then I was starting to think like, well, why doesn't why is Metropolis is having that? Um candlelight procession yeah um i feel like we said procession so many times at this 
this point, but because it follows. Yeah, because it's true. Um, but yeah, so Washington D.C. is doing that. They're doing their Arlington Cemetery, like fall of a soldier in battle, um, and then we're having like this Clark Kent uh, funeral. Like this funeral, funeral really is for Clark, Clark Kent. Like um, whether or not he's people know he's Superman or not. Like we are respecting the the human man that you know Superman is. Um, but yeah, just we get a good look at that that casket. We also get a really good look at uh, Perry White rocking these amazing sunglasses. And boy, yeah, man, he looks good. I didn't even look like Lenny Kravitz. Yeah, look at him. Look at him strut. Like, he looks like a million dollars. He probably is. He looks like a man who came from Metropolis to little Smallville, Kansas, and say, what up, guys? I'm here for this funeral. <laughs> and he even looks You think like- we could say the same about Bruce Wayne later? Oh, yeah. No, uh, I mean, I don't know. He, uh, Perry White's got a little bit more style than what Bruce is in later. Bruce Wayne in, in like, this universe, um, well... And Justice League, they they change that up a bit, but I feel like in this film, uh, Bruce Wayne doesn't care about looking like money because he doesn't care about that side. Like, he yeah, not anymore. He's, he's not, past it. Yeah, and so um, he's over it. I'm over it, girlfriend. Yeah, and so he <laughs> he um, he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't care how he looks. Um, doesn't care how he feels. Doesn't care how he sounds. I'm trying to think. Like even. Uh, I guess he looked kind of nice at the gala, but even compared to like Clark Kent's wardrobe, you know, throughout the whole movie is like he he's trying, you know. Yeah. And Bruce Wayne is like, "All right, outfit, I'll put I'll put the suit on and like I'll walk out kind of yeah, thing." All right, I'll put a button down on. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, but yeah, no, Perry White is Lawrence Fishburne is killing it with this look. He looks like a person ready to go to a funeral. <laughs> uh skipping over to the arlington cemetery we do get a few more shots of the cannons going off uh very representative of the joe chill scene yep you know the whole palindrome thing um bagpipes are still going and we get like um uh we get like a good little close-up of like some people among the crowd and um you know those people? No, but it's hard to tell, like, um, like what's going through people's minds because it doesn't, it doesn't exactly look like, uh, like when we skip over to, I know we're kind of jumping ahead, but when we skip over to Metropolis and we see like that candlelight mm-hmm. event going on, um, people are really distraught. Yeah, over I, the see loss of, I see what you mean. Of their superhero. Yeah. Um, this one does feel, and maybe that's the point. You know how, like, Bruce Wayne will say, like, they don't know how to, oh, no, uh, Diana says that. She says they don't know how to honor him except as a soldier. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the message here. Is like everyone over here in D.C. is um, just treating him as I, a I mean, soldier. Like, and in the, yeah, yeah, because, like, in the definition of, like, the real world is, like, the definition of hero is, like, it kind of has like that military mm-hmm. vibe, soldier vibe to it, because you can't just dress up in a cape and spandex and go save people out of a burning building. And someone's like, "Oh yeah, he's a hero." Mm-hmm. Like you can't just do that. So yeah, like this is their idea of a hero's burial, a hero's mm-hmm. funeral. 
and I think what it does is it show it shows like um, people who are willing to finally accept Superman um, as a hero. Like this is how they're honoring him. But for those in Metropolis who have been with him, kind of like through it all, not saying that they're on the level of like Lois Lane or Perry White, um, and and you know Bruce and uh, Martha, but um, he was the hometown hero for Metropolis even. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like those people are really struck by that, you know? Yeah. Um, DC is not doing that. DC, the city, Washington, DC, <laughs> <laughs> not DC comics, but yeah, uh, here at Darling cemetery, like the people, even amongst the crowd are just faceless worshiping, like the way that they feel like emotionally is just as empty as that casket. So, I would agree. Yeah. It's just, I, I just noticed that like, because it's when we get to it, we'll, we'll bring it back up. But just yeah, as empty as that casket. Because it's the same director saying, this, you know, he's dealing with different crowds, different funerals, but they're all looking or they're all uh, reacting differently. So there has to be something there. Like otherwise they would just have crying people in every single scene. Yeah, and it seems like it would be a little bit of um like it doesn't seem too much of a bad thing, you know what I mean? Um you get like people crying at this funeral. You get people somber and upset in Arlington. And then you get people in um Metropolis that are upset and everything. So like that's like three three funerals. different ways of, you know, just how people all around the world are reacting to the death of Superman. Is it too much? Is there is there too much? Uh, no, I think too it's, much funeral. <laughs> no, not the way that they did it this way. I think not because like you have different takes on it. You know, we're not getting three different cities with the same crying people. Yeah. You know, so I think that's. I think they decided. Hey, we have it. Uh, it's like. Um, I don't know. It's it's not like everyone's celebrating the same way when the Empire was defeated in Return of the Jedi. Like, they kind of... I mean, they're all celebrating, but they're all... Everybody ce- had fireworks. Yeah, they're all celebrating different ways. And maybe it could have been... Yeah, it's fireworks a, are universal. Everybody yeah. has fireworks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> fireworks show starts at 9 p.m. Make sure yeah. you're there. Um, Rain delay. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, do you want to take a crack at this amazing scene that we get here amazing scene of what uh you're looking at it yeah, no i don't want to take a crack at it because i don't I, I don't have um the military funerals and all this jazz that's happening is so foreign to me because i'm not i don't oh, you don't have to like but i don't no. know what i mean i'm sure it's really powerful and moving um to see oh i i guess what well, yeah if you're trying to relate it to someone who's had a loss of someone in the sure. military. Yeah. yeah. Like, can you, I mean, so, so not, say, say, I don't know if I'm stepping on toes here, but say you're in the audience and you're watching this and like you had, you went through something like this. Can you put Superman on the same pedestal as, you know, the person that you and lost? I guess. Do you, <laughs> that silly cause do he's you a enjoy character? it or do you find it? Um, do you find it to be not offensive, but something along those lines? Because, um, like we said so many times, like this movie, the way it treats Superman is it has allegories to other things uh, amongst American culture. Mm-hmm. Je- uh, Jesus Christ, um, 
John F. Kennedy, mm-hmm. 9-11. Um, Literary artworks and yeah. all those things. Yeah. The crisis in Nairobi to the crisis in like the Gulf War incident mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. And so it's it's either one way or the other. Either you're very like you love it or you don't like it because it, it went there. Um, the Jesus thing is uh, hit and miss with people. Some people love it. Some people don't like it. And it doesn't depend on whether you believe in Jesus Christ or not because, like, we don't necessarily uh, – well, I won't speak for you, Nate. But no, like, no, no, you can. Um, <laughs> we like, fall on the same lines. Yeah, but we still like that allegory. It's f- yeah, I, I enjoy it because it's, yeah. it's a fun storytelling um, tool to use, mm-hmm. and it's good that, like – I like when we can notice it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and there are people who do love it, and they do believe in Jesus Christ. Like, Rebecca Johnson is a huge – uh, faithful Christian, which is amazing and fantastic. Um, and she loves it. She loves the allegory. Yeah. She loves it even when it's used in um, War for the Planet of the Apes. And, like, Caesar has his Christian, al- his Jesus Christ so allegory. So you don't think any way of having, like, a military funeral for Superman is at all offensive? Some people might love it. Some people might hate it uh, amongst people who who have been through this. So yeah. um, would love to hear whether you're for it or, you know, I don't know <laughs> if it strikes a chord with you. In a good way or a bad way. Um, this is new to us, guys. So, I mean, those who have seen this film and, like, you know, I've been through those moments, um, how does this how does this make you feel? Like, do you about it or not? Just let us know. Um, but really, I wasn't asking for, like, your snap take on that situation. Oh, just what were you saying? Because I, w- I know you haven't been through this. But uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm we talking more about, there, like, boy. this. Because this is the... Every... Those three funerals, are fu- I can't, you can't call the Metropolis one a funeral, but like these three scenes that are happening in this, uh, these three ceremonies that are happening in this montage, this one is the icing on the cake for this particular location. Um, that being the, the folding of the American flag mm-hmm. over the completely gl- glossy black uh casket with the silver superman symbol yeah something that obviously well it's a nice touch yeah it's a beautiful casket it is you know who wouldn't want to be buried in that if you if burying is like your way of is if that's (laughs) how you if that's how you want to be treated post-mortem if you want to be buried. Are caskets biodegradable? They're not biodegradable, nope. are they? Nope. So that's Mm-mm. like a big problem that we have now, like burying um, people? I know that's a big problem. You know what they do in New Orleans? It's well, yeah, after the hurricane. What do they do now? No, they still have those, like oh, the above snap. ground. Yeah. Those things are great. You know why? Because it's like a pizza oven, which is going to get really weird. But yeah, they put you in the top of the above ground burial chamber catacomb things. Yeah. And they put you in there. And what happens is because it's just made out of stone and stuff, is as it gets really hot in New Orleans, um, it cooks you. And you, like, you like burn up into a crisp and everything. And then when they're ready to put a new body in there, they take, like, a giant, one of those giant brushes that you sweep, like, a shopping center aisle with. And yeah. they, they push you all the way to the back. And there's, like, a gutter. And it, like, pushes all your ash to the back. And it falls down into the ground. And then they can just put a new body up there. And that's what they do. Great. 
So that's ergonomic. That's not. That's economic. Oh, it's eco-friendly. Eco-friendly. Yeah. That's like the new way. It's almost as like, before when they were like just a, like bodies floating down the street. It's like a very slow cremation. Yeah. It's like the hybrid between. Oh, I want to be buried, but we should probably cremate me. So these things that they put them in, they're like giant, like these stone lockers. And like, do you? Where do you go to see? Like, say you want to go to the headstone to see where you're. You just visit Whoever the whole buried. tall. You just visit that locker. You just vo- yeah visit that tall. Your monolith. body's not even there anymore though. But like yeah, like, eventually that's the no. locker that it was that you were cooked in. It's the same thing when people go throw people's ashes somewhere and then they go oh let's revisit that spot but it's like those ashes won't be there because wind and water and all that like yeah I guess you can throw it off a cliff but it like if you go visit that cliff again like you're but going throwing something off like the side of a cliff face and like into you know a vast beautiful spot of earth is more. Is uh you know, um, that's better than just being in a stone locker. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, it's it's just it's just preference, I guess. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's the equivalent of being uh, you know, you go to a pizza place, they open that little s- slit of an oven. I, I get it. I I can picture it's like, it. But it's like it's just at the top part. You know, they just push it off. Um, so, I mean, that would, so yeah, the caskets are not biodegradable, but they should be, right? Well, if it's made out of wood, then it should be fine. Um, but this is made out of, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's wood with like an enamel finish. It's wood with like a locker finish. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But, um, okay. So color scheme of it is a, a good nod. To the return suit. See, that's what I was asking you for. Okay. That's what we were going for? Yeah. All right. Yeah, in theaters, I do remember seeing this and thinking like, oh, yeah, there it is. That's good. We got to see the silver S on the black backdrop. That's a good... I don't care that it wasn't in a suit. doesn't matter. When yeah. things like that come to like uh, campiness, you, you don't necessarily need to do that. I'm so glad Sam brought that up. Like when we... I think we were talking about Man of Steel Minute with him, and he brought up like whatever like justice league hadn't even come out yet and it was like whatever happens with that film whether it's good or bad or whatever um we could always look back at this film and say well at least this film exists you know and whether justice league the movie had a return of superman suit with black and silver um whether we got that or not at least there was an homage to that it's suit. on film, though, right? That suit does exist. The suit does okay. exist, and the suit was very... Uh, during the early stages of that film, it was like, all right, he will come back in that suit. Um, but then they were like... They were thinking about it, quote-unquote, about how the film should be a little bit more fun and hopeful, end quote. And so they went with the blue one. And, uh yeah. Oh, well. Missed opportunity, right? Mm. We'll see. Maybe one day. Um, but, yeah, so this is where we get that that casket. And, yeah, it's an amazing – it's a beautiful – who wouldn't want to be buried in that, you know? <laughs> like, I'd, that's a – if like, I would almost consider wanting to be buried uh, after I die just so I can be in a, in a thing like that. In a Superman casket. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, who – what – I guarantee you there were some Superman fans – Hardcore Superman fans that looked at that and said, "That's what I want my cast to sure look at." I'm sure deposits went yeah. down right after yeah. they went. They were like, the "I want it to look like that." Mm-hmm. So, 
Um, absolutely. Um, and it's beautiful. It's just, and it's a great moment. And, um, you know, like, um, I was thinking about it on the way here to record and I was thinking about this whole moment we got, cause we talked about it yesterday about, um, that we got this thing, that this exists, like that Larry Fong and Zack Snyder directed, excuse me, that they directed the death of Superman, like funeral uh, scene. And it's such a joy that we have that, right? Like it's such a gift. Um, And uh, what I was thinking about when I was coming here is like, you know, if, if they never did that, if they had said, no, you can't kill Superman, we won't allow you to have that in the film. Like, figure out a different way um which the <laughs> the alternative was to send him, like was to somehow freeze him and to send him into space because um they're they weren't no one they weren't really on board with killing superman in the beginning i think christopher nolan was like against his like you can't do that you can't kill off superman um but eventually christopher nolan was like yeah you know what you're right we should this this works out better um because the idea was to we need the Superman out of the picture. Yeah. Um, and so the alternative was like, okay, I guess we can like send him out into space or something. Um, but if they had not done this, we would have never gotten this. And I don't think we've actually would have ever seen the death of Superman, uh, in cinema ever. So, cause I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think studios are brave enough to, to do this they're not they're not brave enough to pull the trigger into something that it's like unless it's like a really long time later yeah um, i was gonna say like unless they had like a whole timeline of like you know okay well you need to have four regular superman movies and then you can talk about doing the death like you know mm-hmm. death of but then at that point it's like you might be killing the character off because the actor can no longer play him like we're doing it for studio reasons not story reasons and I don't like that being the basis of decision-making. I don't like that being like, I don't like, Oh, we have to kill this character off because contracts up or, you know, like this Mm -hmm. is just working out for us. Like then it, then it'll always seem like forced because in the back of our mind, we would always be going, Oh, um, Oh, you know, like, Oh, they killed Tony Stark because RDJ can't play him anymore. Yeah. And then it becomes like the whole basis of conversation. Like, Oh, you know, you kill, they killed him because his contract's out. And it's like that ruins any Maybe sort that's of that's like the problem with like shared universes and stuff like that now. Like you can't just have like some random guy just like take up, you know, oh, okay, oh, this guy's gonna be Superman now for like one movie. Yeah. Like you can't just do that. I mean, like maybe now hmm maybe marvel and all that stuff with maybe the success of all the marvel films and everything with the shared universe kind of just took off on storytelling as a whole mm-hmm. and so like there are problems now that occur where it's like oh well you can't have this you know character show up in all these movies because it's a shared universe he has to be this actor to, to you know and then contracts go all around yada 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 mm-hmm. so maybe like the the idea of um of movies with shared universes are such a taboo, I guess now it's, it's like the big thing. People want everything to be connected. They want everything to exist in their own world. You know, they want Superman to go and meet Mad Max and be in the desert. You know what I mean? Like they all, everybody and fans just want that. So Mm -hmm. it seems like contracts and studios, uh, it's just like another crutch that they have to deal with. Yeah, and so then they reach a point where they're like, okay, well, we no longer can... Uh, like, you can't tell that one story. 
Yeah. And, you know, that becomes such a hard issue for... Yeah. Um, and like, I was going to say, like, you can't just have a Death of Superman movie. Just that. Just boom. Oh, yeah, that's just the Death of Superman movie. It doesn't exist in any other shared universe. It's just that movie. Like, I can't go and I can't make my own Death of movie and just have it out there without... I guess maybe like Warner Brothers and stuff being like, yeah, it doesn't exist in us. Maybe that's the problem. Yeah, because uh, they can't have Cyborg in like the Titan show because Cyborg exists in the Justice League film. So that that's why he's not in that show. But it's still the same universe though, right? No. Like is the, oh, so the TV show is not the same. Yeah. Well, like Grant Gustin's Flash doesn't exist in these movies. That, you know, it's, that's, it's, a, it's, that's something that they, that's a rule they had to break. They were like, listen, I know y'all doing the Flash show, but we cannot have a Justice League film without the Flash. Like, we cannot do that. Like, right when you think about business and, like, bringing yeah. in money, like, we need to make money off of this object because this is what having a Hollywood yeah. studio is all about. Like, who gives a shit about if you like comics or not? Like, they don't care about you as a person. They don't care how big <laughs> They don't of care a, about your fandom. Yeah, they don't care. Well, they care if you're a Flash fan. Because they want because to make, that's what makes money. Yeah, they yeah. want to make money. So they were like, "Hey, I know CW is doing that thing. Maybe we messed up. Maybe we should have said no to that show. Uh, but we need a Flash in this movie, yeah. and uh, this ain't gonna work out. So we got to cast a new guy. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I'm glad that this exists. I'm glad that they did this because I don't think we would have ever seen this, and I don't think we would we would have seen this done. In any better way. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I think this, you know, say what you will about the whole film, but this funeral thing is probably the best that it could have been. I mean, just, just I, like, I know there's probably, like, criticisms for the act of killing him off, but just isolate this funeral bit. Take it out and be like, oh, you want to see, like, this really, like, this is probably... I mean, what other way would there have been? Like, what other great way could there have been of mourning, you know, Superman? Like, the character Superman from comic books. Like, what better way could there have been for a funeral moment? Um, It's a big deal, and they treat it like a big deal, and it's not just like, okay, he's killed, and let's move on. Mm -hmm. It's like, this is a huge loss. This is what? One, two, what? It's like almost like uh, two, ten minutes. 10 minutes of like just funeral for this character. Um, and so it's a big deal. Treat it like a big deal. It's treated very seriously. And we'd have to be proud about that. Like, or they should be feel proud about that. Cause they really pulled it off. Um, and we would, if they had not done it here, it would have either not been done at all or not been done as great. Um, and yeah, it's pretty much my hats off. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Carol Ferris looks like that outfit does not fit her. I will say that before we end. She's pretty small. 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 S M O L. Um, she's the only one that looks actually really sad about this. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. like the hottest guy in the world that she's ever seen died. Come on, man! <laughs> come on. It's more than that. It's like, I mean, she was there for Man of Steel and she knew. Yeah, man, he saved us. She knew more, I feel like more than Swanwick wants to, I think Swanwick does feel the same way. He just doesn't want to, you know, he's, he's, I don't know. He's got more of a, I don't know. He's got more walls up than anyone else. But like, yeah, she, she's been our um, chink in the armor of like DC's kind of like, 
DC, like Washington DC wants to act like they're Superman, the way that they act, they want to be that. They want to be like the impenetrable like persona of America. And she's like that one person amongst the wall that is like, you know what? I am a human being and I have some emotions about yeah. this and I do have some ethical, some ethos. And, and he was and, a good guy. Yeah, and he was a good guy. He was a good person. And that was literally the death of, to her, I would safely say a hero of hers. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. And, uh, yeah, I don't think anyone else really cares amongst this crowd, but they're, they're going to treat him like one anyways. Um but yeah, that's all I have for this one. Yeah, seems about it. No, we get more funerals. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Alrighty, guys, we're going to wrap up for today. If you enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on all social media at DCU Minute. Uh, find us at the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. You can chat with us there about any minutes in this film or Man of Steel Minute. And uh, yeah, sorry. Just Catch you guys here tomorrow <laughs> for another episode of DC Cinematic Minute. Thank you.